Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 123. Yes. One, two, three. Yeah, one, two, three. Boom. Yes. I love it, Chris. Um, we I'm are... going to say one, two, three the entire episode. Okay. Randomly. I'm just going to start counting. Okay. We are talking about um, a topic this week. Yes, we're, we're, it's a very topical podcast. Um, let me make sure that I, uh, I, I, I say the topic correctly here. Um, but we're talking about Nintendo, and we're talking about should we root for the next Nintendo console to fail? So the, <gasps> the, the Nintendo NX. That's inflammatory, John. That is very inflammatory. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but first... What have you been up to, John? Well, within the last five <laughs> minutes, uh, there's actually a lot. Okay, so here we go, Chris. Yeah. A lot has happened in between the last episode and w- this episode. Yes. Despite the fact that only about 10 minutes between the episodes, 15 minutes maybe, yeah. went by, there was a lot of things that actually happened. We uh, y- we were discussing um, some some pre-orders yeah. of a uh, Nintendo Amiibo. Yep. Um, the, uh, the classic... Uh, or I guess it would be the modern. No, it's the 30th anniversary. Um, oh gosh, it, it was the, not the classic look. It was the the modern look. Uh, Mario amiibo. So he's like a pixelated uh, Mario, um, and so it's gigantic actually, and it's an amiibo. And we were talking about whether or not you could get it uh, without buying a bundle. Like at first we were thinking, hey, it's exclusive. Is it exclusive to a bundle? And then we found out it's exclusive to Walmart. So you are thinking about going after this podcast and going to Walmart and, and trying to purchase this. Yeah, the 30th anniversary Mario modern color amiibo. And I want, yes, I want it. I was going to buy it. I thought I could buy it online. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, like uh, it's, it's right now it's, it's exclusive to um, Walmart, apparently. Which is wild. Like uh, the Nintendo amiibos have been exclusive everywhere. So I'm like making this a trip to uh, Walmart tonight. Yeah. Super late tonight, night. tomorrow morning. I don't know, man. Like that's the thing. It's like these amiibos... They sell out quick. People go crazy. The supply is low. You think if I go there right tonight, there's going to be a line? I don't know. I I don't know how crazy people go for Amiibos in Nashville, Tennessee. You know? I mean, do you you have any idea? I have no no idea what the Amiibo market is like in our region. This is one of my first Amiibo that I bought. (laughs) It is. Despite the fact that I think a lot of them are really cool. Oh, we just don't have a Wii U. Yeah. I mean, I I have no reason to, to get them. But uh, but yeah, so that happened, Chris. Yeah, and then you also locked in your uh, your Star Wars. Oh yeah. Um, what is that called? Smuggler's box. Yeah, the Smuggler's box. Yeah, I knew it was some cool name. Yeah, it feels far cooler than the Marvel Collector Core. Yeah, that's. Like, I feel like the Smuggler's sounds box weird. Sounds really cool. I think it's called the Smuggler's box. I would. I could have. So. It's smuggler something. If there, if there isn't a smuggler's, no, smuggler's box, bounty. Oh my gosh, it's even, it's better. even better. It's even better. I was about to say, if the smuggler's box doesn't exist, you and I need to make one. Yes. Like we need to have a smuggler's box, and basically, it's just a box that, that I smuggle things in. That you can smuggle things in. Which honestly, like, okay, so if you're smuggling something, would you smuggle it in a box? I feel like you would smuggle it inside of like something that didn't look like something that stored things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely smuggling it inside a book or inside my shoe. Yeah, or you know, it depends on what I'm smuggling. Am I, am I smuggling? Am I smuggling? Uh, gold bars. Okay, gold. <laughs> um, I would probably, 
you know, put somehow put that into some kind of. I don't know how I do that. Those things are big. See, I would probably melt it down ah. and put it inside of some sort of a, a different container. Okay. Only to remelt it and put it into like the the gold bar that you that everyone knows and loves. What am I talking about? Um, From Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everyone has has encountered gold bars in their life. Right. Like, um, but then then you you know repour it, remelt it, and repour it into the gold bars. You know, I feel like that's a lot of trouble. It does seem like a lot of trouble. But Chris, you're a smuggler, and you've got to get that's this true. gold someplace. And they're they're supposedly paying me for this, right? And so like I I would probably put it in something you know like a uh, like a hollowed out pop figurine mm. or uh, or like a, maybe intriguing. A, yeah, so like maybe the support pipes of some sort of a a, a car or something. I like, like that. that. You know? I like so that. Just hollowed out interior. So yeah, I like anyway, that a lot. but that's what I, that's how I would smuggle gold bars, Chris. Nice. How we would smuggle gold <laughs> bars. The first topic of the podcast. Yep. Second topic is <laughs> the pick of the week. Pick of the week. So, John, what's your pick of the week this week? My pick of the week this week is actually not a, uh, a potentially new show, um, but it is a show that I have been watching on Netflix because it is new to Netflix. Oh. It is, uh, it is the uh, person of interest. It's never been on Netflix before? It's never been on Netflix before. Interesting. And this is a show from, uh, from the Jonathan Nolan, from the mind of Jonathan Nolan, mm-hmm. um, and it's a Bad Robot production. Nice. And uh, it's, it's kind of a, a mind bender. It's really fun. It's got Ben, uh, if you remember Ben from Lost. Yeah. It's got him in it. It's got, uh, it, it's got um, pretty awesome like storylines and ongoing kind of things with, uh, with spy elements. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I am really enjoying watching it. I had watched, uh, whenever it initially came out, I, I had watched the first like couple episodes and really liked it, but because it's a CBS show and they don't put anything online like you have to either watch it whenever it airs you have to record it or whatever or you're just you're out of luck and so i was just out of luck mm-hmm. um so because we, we don't we don't do the cable thing we stream everything on like hulu and stuff but isn't so. it on uh cbs it is on CBS, and CBS doesn't have any uh, any streaming deal with like Hulu. And you can watch it live. I, I mean, you can watch it live, but I mean, what if you miss an episode? And then I don't, I don't have a, a DVR like a recorder. Okay. So I mean, you're just kind of like I said, you're at, you're out of luck. You're at gonna some have point. it soon with the Xbox. This is true, but you got to buy the adapter, don't you? The uh, it's like you got to buy this uh, thirty dollar. Yeah, kind that's of adapter. worth it, right? It kind of is. It's a one time fee, man. You're right. It is. It really is. Um, I probably will end up buying it because that sounds awesome. The only thing I might have to get an external hard drive probably in order to store whatever I'm recording on because mm. uh, I think it, it requires you to get a external hard drive. Like it won't write to the uh, internal hard drive. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. So Chris, what is your pick? All this right. Week? By the way, yeah. Ben being on this show, I keep thinking, does this happen before or after he was on the island? <laughs> Um, anyway, so, so what's your pick this week? My pick of the week is also a television show. Um, so this will air on, this will go up on Friday. So this past Wednesday was the season 19 season premiere of South Park. Yeah. Um, great show. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So last uh, season there was kind of a serial kind of aspect to the show. Um, was there a big cliffhanger that we're going to pick up where that one left off, or do you think they'll continue that trend, or do you think that this season just hits the reset button and we have another uh, another you know 
new fresh start. I, I don't. I don't think it, it's not going to continue from last season necessarily. But yeah, I think that we will probably see more, like more kind of story arcs um, this season as well. I've I've seen a couple interviews with them since last season, and uh, they've talked about how kind of freeing that was because they don't have to come up with you know like. Um, completely brand new stuff. They're like, okay, well, this can happen here, this can happen here, this can happen here, and, um, you know, tell these stories within the larger story. And I think that was yeah. something that they enjoyed doing um, this time and or last season. And I expect that to continue this season, um, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, South Park in recent years has just been a lot of fun. You know, it's just been um, – they're firing on all cylinders, man. Yeah, and I, I thought that like last season with – it opened them up with the new storytelling method. It opened them up to tell different kind of stories, like longer form kind of jokes, longer form kind of stories, um, where they they hadn't necessarily been able to do that before. So, uh, you know, while it's been on for a long time, and I, I've, I was listening to an interview with them where they would say – you know that these days they they come up with an idea and rather than you know people saying Simpsons did it like they did that episode back in the day um people will say you did this already <laughs> you yeah. did this idea and so like by changing the method and, the, and by changing the way that they work it's uh it's been easier for them to come up with new ideas and and uh keep that rolling so dude that's that's awesome yeah uh so definitely check that out it should be streaming on um, Hulu. It might be on Hulu. on uh, South Park Studios right now. I can't remember if, if they stream any of the new stuff on the South Park Studios, but I know they made a deal with Hulu to have all the South Park episodes available on Hulu. So it's should be available over there. Hulu just launched their ad-free streaming option yeah. for $11.99, so you can take advantage of that. Or, this was the weird thing, uh, and the first email that I got, and there's an asterisk next to that uh, that amount. And then I looked at the what the asterisks meant, and it said, unless you're watching, or unless you're subscribing on an I, uh, iOS device. Um, How much is it on an iOS device? 13 So it was like $2 more. So I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know why it would be more on an iOS device than on a, like, if you're doing it on a computer or doing it on your TV or whatever. I don't know why, how they would... Because, how they'd be able to tell. Because yeah. it should be one account that, that reaches across all devices. Correct. But it, 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 I was very confused. I was baffled by this because maybe it's the idea that uh, th- those ads are more valuable on an iOS device because you can click it, like, push put your finger on it. More pe- maybe, statistically, more people are, are apt to... Uh, follow the link to the ad on an iOS device, and so it makes it more valuable for them to. I don't know. It just seems seems strange. Seems dumb to me, John. It seems like they're trying to price gouge us, Chris. Yep, they're gouging us. Yep, with prices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, pick that up. <laughs> P- check that out. Um, South Park season nineteen premiere. Two dollars a month if you just happen to. So I just I just opened up the email just to just to confirm that I was I wasn't going insane because it seems so insane yeah. that it would be two different prices depending on where you're uh, where you're watching. Yeah. And so you pointed out that it says okay, so introducing our new no commercials plan for only eleven ninety nine per month with an asterisk. In the asterisk it says it's thirteen ninety nine per month for signups through iOS. And so it's not you pointed out that it's not like what you're streaming on. It's what you happen to sign up for this service on. So so if you're going to do this, don't sign up on iOS. You're going to be losing an extra $2 a month because so, you signed up on your phone. I guess they're just doing this just because maybe it's, it's done through like an in-app purchase or something. And so they, they're... <laughs> 
including money for Apple so that they don't get screwed out of extra money that they would normally get. I guess, but it's per month. Like, it's just a it's, higher rate for the entire duration of however long you do this. Right, that's terrible, but it's also terrible because it's... Well, because if the... Well, this is the thing. Probably, um, if you... It's like a, any other subscription you use your iPhone for, and it comes through Apple every time, mm. I would assume. Ah, but that's an extra $24 a year, Chris. An extra $24 a year just for sign up. Th- I mean, just go to your computer. Yeah, but just by accidentally or, like, not knowing, and you it's sign up on your, your uh, phone. That's super weird. That's <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, Spotify doesn't do that. But then again, I didn't sign up through Spotify, with Spotify through, my, through the App Store, which I don't know if you can actually do. yeah. But then, like, I, I bet you that's it, man. I bet it's gotta be it, right? like, uh, Apple, you know, takes so much off, so we're just gonna include that, make the higher price if you happen to subscribe through the App Store. I say we we all just join forces and do not sign up through iOS. Can you imagine, like, signing up through iOS not knowing, and then just you're getting charged over and over again, for, and like you're you're losing two dollars every month that you didn't realize. Yeah, that would just be terrible. Anyway, so, yes, this proves a couple of things. Don't sign up through iOS. And always read what the asterisk means. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, Chris. So we're diving into our main topic this week, um, which is... I'm going to read it again because I liked liked the way it's phrased. You like the the wording? I like the wording. It's good. Uh, Should we root for the next Nintendo console to fail? I I feel like that that wording, you know, while the wording is inflammatory, inflammatory. it's not necessarily accurate because I don't think we should root for it to fail. Correct. But... What would be the benefits of it failing? Yeah, so the next Nintendo console, we, they've, they've talked about the fact that they're working on it and that, that it's, uh, it's going to be coming soon. Um, and, and so it's called the Nintendo NX. Um, and they announced this console whenever they also announced that they're doing mobile games, um, that they're going to be releasing some games to the mobile markets, um, which is the first time that Nintendo games have appeared on non-Nintendo devices, um, basically in the history of Nintendo. Maybe it's happened a few times before, um, but just kind of like one-offs or random things. This is a, a an effort and where they invested in a mobile gaming company in order to develop Nintendo games. So that this Nintendo company, uh, Nintendo owns stock in this mobile developer and the developer owns stock in Nintendo. So like they basically are pieces of each other They're They are tied now. Um, and so this is definitely showing like that showed a concerted effort from Nintendo to say, we are serious about releasing mobile games. But if they say, Hey, we're going to release mobile games in order to not create panic in the marketplace, for their stockholders, they also said, but this does not diminish our commitment to console gaming. In fact, we are working on a new console codenamed the Nintendo NX. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you for a loop here. Okay. I don't think that Nintendo's console sales affect, would, affect, would be affected by um, a mobile device, selling them on mobile. I mm-hmm. think the 3DS would be affected by selling them on mobile. Mm-hmm. Here's a caveat. Mm-hmm. It also depends on whether Nintendo is porting current games that you can get yep. to iOS and your phone, or if they're creating all new experiences. Right, and what those experiences potentially if they would create be. all new experiences, this is just a win for everyone. Yeah, Nintendo and us. Yeah, um, if it's ports, it's also a win for us. But I think it still takes away from Nintendo. But I like this thing. I, I think that if they do that, it'll be ports of like older games. Yeah. Um, you know, like like kind of like uh, 
what do they call them? Um, virtual console games. That's what right. they'll be. Right. Well, and, and and the other thing like that people always talk about with Nintendo games, especially like the platformers, people are always talking about Mario on your phone, or or there are always you know Mario clones for your phone, and none of them really work incredibly well. But right. If anybody could do it, Nintendo could do it. Um, but I, you know, most people say, "Hey, that you need buttons, you need that that kind of twitch reflex, and be able to do that." And you can't necessarily do that on your phone. Whereas I would say, like some strategy games, if you look at like some of Nintendo's strategy handheld games, um, you look at uh, Fire Emblem or even Pokemon, it would be perfect for your phone. Oh yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, mean, I don't I think know. The Sonic games work well on the iPhone. Um, I'm playing a game right now that I'm launching right now called Crossy Bird. Ah, it's Frogger. It's basically Frogger, but it's it requires some tw- some Twitch kind of reflexes. Now the controls are super super simplistic. Yeah, and they do take a minute to get used to, but I mean it's 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 fast. You know, like you know you can you can jump and all that kind of stuff fast. Yeah, and you're swiping to move and things like that, and I think that would be a really good way to go. But again, we're talking about something designed from the ground up specifically for a uh, mobile device, and so I feel like that is probably the route they're going, especially since they partnered with the the company that they partnered with was... um, they've done games designed for the ground up for mobile before. So I don't know that they're, they're not a port house. They're not somebody who is known for porting games to mobile. They're known for developing games for mobile. And so it seems like they're going to go that route at least at first. Right. Um, but you know, but in the same, same situation, they had to announce their new console in order to keep stock, prices high um, where people wouldn't say, Oh my gosh, they're just pulling the plug on all the consoles. Um, so uh, this new Nintendo NX, um, obviously the Wii U's sales have not been very like they've been missing goals. Like all of their their uh, goals as far as we're going to hit this many units sold this year, they have missed every single one uh, of those goals for like the entire duration of the Wii U's life. Um, it's a stretch to call the console a failure, but I, it's, it's also a stretch to call it a success. Um, because while it has really cool games, has really awesome stuff on it, it hasn't sold incredibly well. Um, and nowhere near the numbers of a PS4 or an Xbox three, six or Xbox one, right. um, have at this point in the life cycle. Um, and so they really need to release this new console pretty quickly. I imagine we'll hear more about it next year at E3 and they'll probably show it and they'll announce it and then they will probably sell it in holiday 2016. Um, but that console, like if, if, if that console doesn't sell well, if they have two kind of big kind of flops in a row that don't sell well, the idea of them do being a third party publisher onto things like PlayStation, things like Xbox, that seems like a more realistic situation if the next console, the next hardware that they release doesn't do very well. And so, you know, again, that's where kind of this question comes from where it's, you know, it's, it's, there would be some benefits if the, if the next console fails, it would be, you know, that they are developing for mobile. And so a lot of their portable games would go that direction. And then, a lot of their console games, they would start putting them on third-party consoles. But is this, so like, I guess my, my question is, you know, this is kind of like what Sega turned into, and that hasn't turned out well for Sega or for consumers, and so it hasn't been a good thing. Um, like, the only way that we would root for this to happen, like your your uh, topic yeah. um, says, is if this is a good thing for us. Right. I don't. Is this a good thing for? Would that be a good thing for consumers? I I, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Um, I think that the console industry as a whole is is 
better off with a healthy Nintendo, like with a Nintendo that does their thing. But then again, Nintendo, the the thing that they've been held back most on is hardware. Um, And if they were developing games with the uh, resources of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, you know, or whatever the next generation consoles potentially would be, I mean, it would free them up to focus all on software. And, you know, while you say, you know, this would be a similar situation to Sega and that didn't really work out well for Sega, Sega didn't have like by the end, they had like two big, huge, uh, console failures in a row. And Sega didn't really like, they don't have the assets or the intellectual property that other than Sonic that, um, they had a ton of intellectual property, but they have like Sonic and then, who and else has happened to Sonic? But who else is ubiquitous with, uh, like, in the in, like into the industry or a household name other than Sonic the Hedgehog? Who is? A I mean, you had a name? lot of. I mean, here, let me pull up a list of of Sega published games. I mean, my thing is, I I, I wouldn't necessarily put Nintendo and Se- and Sega into the same kind of boat, but it if Nintendo held on to the idea of doing a console thing until the bitter end where they had no money left and no, no money in reserves, um, there, that would be a disaster. You're correct. So these are all, this is all like Sega owned franchises. They say they published, let's see, they say they published and developed these games. So after Burner, Alex kid altered beast, um, Bayonetta, which they still continue with. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, Bleach, uh, Choo Choo Rocket, uh, Crazy Taxi. Uh, let's see here. Most Echo of the, which Echo they the, Echo haven't the done. Dolphin, Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Star Online, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Jet Set Radio. Um, I mean, so- Sonic, Nights in the Dreams, Echo the Dolphin. Did I ever say that? Uh, I think so. But so, I mean, if you look at the, the list of like Nintendo games against that, you have literally every single Mario character ha- can stand on their own I mean, in they, their own game. So Nintendo's had more games. I mean, they've had, they've had a lot more time too, like especially since. Correct. But I'm not, and I'm not necessarily saying, what I'm saying is what you're describing as, you know, possibly good for, for gamers yeah. is exactly what Sega went through. Yeah. Okay? And it wasn't and good for Sega. Sega, Sega was not, that was not good for gamers or for Sega. Yeah. And therefore I don't think that if Nintendo goes through that and just has to stop making consoles and make only mobile games and third party games and acts as a third party developer, that's not good for Nintendo. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, that's a, that's a good point. And it all depends on, you know, if they do it as like, okay, so this is our last resort where, you know, kind of like Sega did with the Dreamcast, they didn't have anything left at the end. They, they took the Dreamcast as their last, you know, big hurrah. And then it, it failed too. And so like, if Nintendo takes it to that level where they come out with this next one and it fails and they come out with, you know, potentially another one after that and it fails, then, and all their cash reserves are gone, then it's, it's you know it's over and it would be that that negative of a situation. Well, they don't have to have cash reserves; they can always get credit. I mean, they're, I mean correct, but you know that, that's the way the big companies operate, right? Um, I, I just don't I just don't see it happening. You know, in terms, and I don't think that's necessarily something that we should want to happen, right? I think I think it's good. Like if I'm looking at you know the 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 current um, situation today, what I would say is yes, like the games that would f- games that would fit onto mobile. 
um, would be great. What, what Nintendo really needs to do is they need to develop a console that has parity with the current crop of consoles right. that will attract third-party developers that can sustain their console besides just what they do themselves. Because obviously it's not working with them just putting out um, Nintendo published games only on their console. Um, and right. what they need to do is, you know, like everyone's everyone's clamoring and, and wanting Nintendo games on mobile. Right. They could make a lot of money at it, even if it was just like, hey, here's a, here's a, uh, um, uh, a Mario Endless Runner in yeah. some way or something oh, like yeah. that. You know, like, yeah, those games are dumb, but it would still make a lot of money. And oh, so yeah. I, I honestly, like, I don't see a downside into putting Mario. I don't, like, if, if the experience is completely different, you know, like, and I have a Mario experience on my phone, it's not going to make me not want to have a Mario experience on, on, console. on my console, yeah. right, or on my 3DS. And um, I think that's the way to go um, rather than, you know, like saying, well, I hope their next console fails so that they just have their last, re- they're only, they're only their left only with, option. Yeah. yeah, they're only left with putting games on mobile. Like they just yeah. need to like, and obviously they're going to put games on mobile, so we'll see what's going to happen, which is really cool. And we don't have to probably have to worry about this. Um, yeah, I'll never play a, uh, in this scenario, I'll never play a Nintendo game on my Xbox, but I don't really care, you know, yeah. like. You know, as long as, and that's the other thing, like, I, as a fan of like my Nintendo consoles and as a, as a fan of, of their games in particular, it's nice to have a unique kind of thing going into, into the industry. The only problem like I see with their consoles in general is that they try to go for kind of these gimmicks um, where with the Wii, it worked out wonderfully because of motion control. And that was such a novel thing that everybody clamored to get it um, with the Wii U. They put a tablet and it's not, even you know, it's, 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 that wasn't new and novel really by the time it came out, um, because everybody kind of has an iPad and a phone and things. Um, but again, like the next console, you're right that if, if, if it is what the market wants with like, uh, enough power with, you know, that can draw third parties, that's going to be key to their success. And I, I really would love to see that happen because again, a healthy Nintendo in the marketplace, even as a console manufacturer, is a good thing. Um, and that, that, that helps everyone in that scenario. Cause back whenever we, uh, was so huge and was blowing up, I mean, think about what that did to, uh, Sony, Sony released their, um, released their move, which is basically a, Wii controller with a like different technology. And then the, the, Xbox released their connect. And so like the motion movement and the, you know, this, this push towards that type of a game kind of happened because we was such a gigantic success kind of overnight. Um, and they were like, well, we've got these technologies we've been working on for years. Let's, let's release them to the gaming market and see what happens. And it was a big thing. Um, so, I mean, if Nintendo is healthy and Nintendo is pushing the envelope and technology as well, um, as well as gameplay and as well as software, it, may, it does better for everybody, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, Nintendo, it's worked out sometimes and it hasn't worked out. You know, like it right. worked out for Wii it, um, with the motion controls, but it didn't work out with the gamepad for Wii U. And so, like, you're always going to run into those issues whenever you're on the, the edge of uh, some particular form of technology and the implementation of it. Should they keep doing that? I don't know. Like that's just a that's that's a a decision that they need to make. You know, you're you're just going to run into those risks. I think you know. I don't know that you hedge all your bets on it. Yeah. Um, you know, don't. I wouldn't make the next Nintendo console entirely VR. You know, that's like right. That's the next revolutionary idea. And it's like I wouldn't you know hedge all your bets on VR. But um, 
definitely, I mean, it helps everyone when everyone competes. Everyone, you know, because right now Nintendo's not even a competitor. Like, no. They don't, they're not trying to compete with Sony and Microsoft, and they can't. And then Sony and Microsoft don't even see them as a competitor at all. You know, they, right. they, they take some of the, the shares of, um, you know, like families who want to buy systems for their children, but those games aren't on Xbox or Sony anyway, so they don't really care about those kids anyway. So it's like, you know, uh, I do like the world wherever, you know, Nintendo can kind of exist peacefully with without you know the the fanboy wars and console wars that are associated with Sony and Microsoft but right. it would it would behoove them to have um, a console that is more appealing with more games on it that also has all these robust robust um, Nintendo games and yeah. um, Nintendo experiences on it i mean that you know you come out with with a console that can go up against the Xbox one and PlayStation 4 and then Really, the only difference between all three companies would be the exclusives. And if you are real big into Mario and Star Fox and Zelda and all that, like you're going to choose the Nintendo box to sure. also play your Call of Duties right. and everything else on. Yeah, your Assassin's Creed, your, I mean, all of those. And, and the only thing that I think is worrisome about looking forward to the NX is the, the, the quote from... Um, I cannot remember if it was Reggie uh, or if it was, oh man, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone said that the next, the NX is a concept unlike anything you've ever seen before, basically. And so like, who knows what that means? If that means uh, it's going to have some gimmick attached to it and some newer technology attached to it. Um, if that means that it's something, you know, people are theorizing that they will merge their handheld and their console game and make it a, uh, basically a, a console that you can take part of it to go with you. You know, basically if you look at the gamepad, the, the Wii U gamepad, Think about if you could take that with you and that would be your replacement for the 3DS. And then whenever you come home, you hook it back up to this a dock that is, you know, has an extra processing power, and then that would be your home console. And basically you can take you know these to go, these versions of this game. So combining both their mobile and or their uh, their handheld and their console market. And that's that's the theory, but it's like I think that that is a little bit too, almost too simple in some ways. Like, I mean, I could see that happening and that would be something I would for sure buy, um, as somebody who loves their handhelds and like loves their console games. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, who knows what they're going to do? Yeah. Cause like who could have guessed the, the Wii before that came out or who could have even guessed the Wii U before that came out? You right. know, I just, I wouldn't have ever said, Hey, that's what Nintendo is going to do. So, yeah. well, and that's what, that's where, what it kind of boils down to for me. Like we, can speculate all we want right it's not going to be what happens <laughs> exactly you know like we we're saying it could be a mixture of their of their uh handheld and like, their console but that's not what i, gonna, I mean i mean they're gonna, it's gonna do gonna something, something else different. It's yeah. gonna, i mean we're gonna uh, that's why it's and it's kind of like pointless to theorize for me it's just like right. i don't know who i mean i don't i don't care because it's not it's not gonna whatever we're thinking it's not gonna be that right you know? right and uh so like but you know, in terms of the 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 question that we were talking about, should we root for them to fail? I think the answer is no. Well, of like, course, yeah. I mean, let's let's not, um, you know, 
it, it doesn't benefit anyone. Yeah, and and like you said, you know, it, there's a high probability that if it did fail, um, that it, you know, while they probably wouldn't go away and in, in, into irrelevance as far as Mario goes, because Mario is always going to be a piece of uh, a piece of gaming culture and a piece of history. But you look at some of their smaller franchises and some of their franchises that are that are really good, but aren't necessarily the the most popular or aren't the most well known. Those would all go away. Um, in that, in that case. And like, that is not a, that's not a good thing as far as, you know, gaming goes that, that is less appealing because less games from, from a developer, less games from Nintendo, less diversity of games would be a bad thing. I mean, if they just boiled themselves down to doing a, you know, a Mario, uh, every couple of years or whatever, I'm sure they could withstand and make a lot of money at it, but that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't, they, they develop so much other innovative stuff as far as gameplay goes that I would hate to see that go away. Yeah, um, Nintendo as a software company only, software only company doesn't doesn't intrigue me. You know, like yeah. a a Nintendo who figures out how to sell consoles. That's what intrigues me. Yeah, and that's what I want um, them to do with the next consoles. Make me have to have it. Make me go out and buy it day one. Yeah. give me a reason to own this thing, um, and uh, then we can talk. Oh, of course. All right. That's it for this week. This is a shorter episode, but... Uh, I don't know if it was that much shorter. No? It wasn't I shorter? I don't know. Let me, let me do some math here. All right. Got to do some math in my head. Okay. Let's just do some do some quick math. So it's we started this one at 86 minutes, okay. right? In the and timeline. We're, we're ending it at about 120. Okay. So we're so about 40 minutes. That's a good 40-minute episode. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be back next week with a uh, super relevant uh, <laughs> um, episode of Stay on Target. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be fresh. It's not going to be frozen. Yep. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And always online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Oh, at stayontargetpod. Yeah, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys have topics you want us to talk about uh, as well, do go ahead and tweet those at us. I yeah. know uh, we'll, we'll probably be touching on a few that people have talked to us about um, in upcoming episodes. Yep. Boom. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.